the impersonator's girlfriend at the time was controlling his bank account and uh, wouldn't allow him access. Nope, so then she says, before I knew it, I was turning in $100 and $200 gift cards to him. She's like, Again with the gift cards. Yeah, right. That's not how people pay for things. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Great to be with you on this Friday morning, Wisconsin's Morning News. Boy, that's sweatshirt weather. You're going to go from sweatshirt weather to really hot if you're headed out to Irish Fest over the weekend. Irish Fest, 4 o'clock gate time today, and then runs the full day Saturday and Sunday. So you go down there tonight, that's sweatshirt for sure. Maybe even long pants. Long pants, sweatshirt, low yeah. of 62 tonight. Yeah, I would take that. Yep, be comfortable. Yeah, right? But then you go Saturday afternoon, high of 85 degrees. Sunday, it's going to be hot, humid, and 90. It got a little chilly last night. I was out having dinner last night. It got a little brisk. A little high school football last night yeah, already. Yeah, I bet it was yeah. a little chilly for that, right? It certainly was. A little bit I was of breeze, there. It was nip. chilly. Yeah. In the shade. <laughs> <laughs> right? And then sun going down earlier and earlier these days. Packers in action tomorrow night, 7 o'clock kickoff at Lambeau Field. I'm working this one, E. Oh, okay. For the uh, the fundraising? Yeah. So we, you know, we've talked about this. The Brewers do this yep. as well. I think they do it at Pfizer Forum, or at least are trying to grow their program there, where they allow nonprofit groups to come in and operate yeah, their concession stands. Cool. You get a piece of the gate action or the ticket, you know, your total sales, plus you get to keep all your tips, and then that goes to nonprofits. I can't remember if we're doing cheerleading or band for this one. <laughs> it don't matter. <laughs> Either way, they're into me for, <laughs> for whatever. So we're going to go up and work the game. I always think that's fascinating. I mean, it's a, it's a really cool look like behind the curtain on how things operate. I've always said this about you know major sporting events. It's a show that's only a little bit apart about what happens right, on the field right. or the court. Every player, not just the ones on the field, play a role in the larger performance of what's happening at the stadium. It's really a well-oiled machine at Lambeau, too. you got a very specific place where you check in. They're going with barcodes now if you're a volunteer because all the volunteers are vetted. Okay. So you have to show ID. They barcode you in. Deet, deet, deet. You pick up your stuff. Here's your booth. Here's your, your Bible for when you get to the booth. This is what you turn on first. This is how you do the stuff. It's, it's wild. So are you excited to see the changes at Lambeau Field? I've heard they've dolled up some of the concourses, made them brighter, easier on the eye, that type of thing. First chance for fans to see the giant new video replay boards that are at either end zone. And then, yeah, you're talking about they've got 60 new video displays in the concourses as well. Mm, exciting. <laughs> They're really excited about this. Let me tell you something. I know, it makes me laugh whenever I read these press releases. It's, it's louder there, too. I got a new sound system there. Okay. Family night. It was it was loud. So are they going to go out of their way again this year? I know that this is always an issue. People sitting on their hands versus the coach <laughs> swinging his Sit down. Sit down. Don't, don't, don't the, enjoy yourself. The screens are nice, though. They are pretty cool. What were you reading to me yesterday, the right up in the Journal Sentinel? It was really it was flowery. The, it was the Press Gazette. Oh, it was, it was Press actually Gazette. over the top. I was going to pull it up for you. It actually, I was a little surprised at how how Really excited about... Yes. Basically flat screen TVs. Yes, basically. I mean, which is like, nice. And the screens will be there to show you information. Well, okay. If there's if there's All a right. certain angle in the parking lot, like out on the streets, if you stand at it, you could watch, you could see the screens like full Oh, vision. you're talking about the giant ones. Yeah, the giant ones. Yeah, We're talking right. about these concourse screens where they're like, it will direct fans to various concessions they're and really do all ex- these things. Yeah, and they're really excited about the, uh, the, the green that it's going to be and how the colors are really going to pop and make you feel good about it. Keep telling factors. you they're LED screens. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's new. <laughs> and some of the screens are plasma. Look at it. We got a plasma. <laughs> Look at this flat screen here. It's 30 inches. <laughs> 
Well, nonetheless, hope to see you up at Lambeau Field tomorrow. Again, 7 o'clock kickoff, Packers and Patriots in the second preseason game. 614, Brandon's got more on that in sports coming up next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Make it three losses in a row for the Brewers out west as Austin Barnes hit a solo shot in the eighth, helping the Dodgers win their 11th in a row with a 1-0 victory over the Milwaukee Brewers on Thursday night. Corbin Burns got the start. He did all he could do to help the Brewers out, gotten seven innings strong, allowing no earned runs. The Brewers' ace postgame on his thoughts on the three-game sweep at the hands of the Dodgers. Yeah, obviously it was a tough series, but um, you know, if we won the World Series, we're going to have to beat teams. So um, yeah, I think we've got the team to do it. We can score runs when we, when we need to, and we can pitch and we play defense. So that's what it takes to, uh, to, to win the World Series and get deep in the postseason. So yeah, it's a tough series, but you know, if we're, we're going to win the World Series, we've got to beat this team. Doesn't get any easier for the Brewers, who currently lead the NL Central Division by two games. They are right back at it tonight to begin a crucial Three games set down in Texas against the first-place Rangers. Brewers warm-up will get you ready tonight, beginning at 6 p.m. right here on WTMJ. Over to the NFL, where the Green Bay Packers wrapped up a couple of joint practices with the New England Patriots on Thursday afternoon. A rough day for the team and for the Packers' offense. A handful of fights broke out during the practice, resulting in players being asked to leave. Despite a tough day, though, Jordan Love knows the standards in Green Bay are set rather high. I mean, I think... Like he said, the standards have been set. From quarterbacks that have been here before us, obviously we've had some really great quarterbacks here. The standards kind of set, and you're trying to just continue to raise your game until you get to that bar and just continue to go past it once you get there. So obviously, you know, just going into year one, being the starter, just trying to go out there and have fun, play great, and just enjoy this process because it's a process. But I, I think the standards are set here. The joint practices are complete for the Packers this summer, but according to head coach Matt LaFleur, don't be surprised if next year they have more teams on the schedule. I, I just think there's so much to get out of it, and so especially when you're going against people that you know or respect and how they how they go about their business and their oper- run their operation. I think that there's just so much good out of it. Next up for the Packers, they will kick off week two of their preseason against New England Saturday night beginning at 7 p.m. And lastly, the NBA has released the full schedule for this upcoming season. The Bucks opening their season on October 26th at home against the Philadelphia 76ers and will be in the Big Apple to play the Knicks on Christmas Day. Mark your calendars. 650 volunteers. They're going to transform an entire neighborhood. That story coming up next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Come with me now. Six twenty-two Friday morning, Wisconsin's morning news. Cool story to tell you about. Hundreds of volunteers will descend on a Southside neighborhood this weekend, and they're going to fix up more than a dozen homes. So this is like a twenty-four, forty-eight hour rebuild for the weekend. They're going to go into this neighborhood, and this is revitalize Milwaukee's big annual event. They call it Block Build MKE, where they don't just do a house; like they do the whole neighborhood. In the weekend. So they select a region and say, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to upgrade every one of these homes. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, and they spend a lot of time in the neighborhood talking with folks, finding out who has needs, what those needs are, and then they get it done in a weekend. We're getting all hands on deck and turning this into a construction zone and um, doing everything from porches to um, gutting bathrooms and doing walk-in showers to um, electrical plumbing and all kinds of stuff in between. So that's Linnea Katz-Pettit. She is CEO of Revitalized Milwaukee. So they're targeting the Muskego Way neighborhood. Think uh, just west, I suppose, of what you would consider Walker's Point. Okay. 
So that area, yeah, okay. 650 volunteers, 18 homes. The objective is to serve people in the community who have needs. They are homeowners and they're good neighbors and they need help to stay in their homes. It is really um, very heartwarming, uh, the number of people who have really put their hearts and souls into making sure that this day is exceptional for uh, our homeowners, volunteers, and everyone involved. So why is this important to everybody? I mean, I was talking with Linnea yesterday, and she says, you know, many of these homeowners, they've been in their homes a long time. They are trying to serve these folks who, in some cases, only have a monthly income of about $1,200. So maybe even if the home is paid off, it's not enough for keeping the home up. And so something big goes wrong with the house. They can't afford to fix it. Too many things start to mount up. You know, this is even your personal finances, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. This goes wrong. The water heater's out. Then the AC goes out. Then this needs getting done. Well, then, and then if you are tackling several homes, what's neat about that? It's that whole rising tide theory, right? You're enhancing the value of the entire area instead of just one home. And they want people to afford to be able to stay yeah. in their homes, makes for stronger neighborhoods. The work the volunteers are doing this weekend, valued at half a million dollars. Linnea says, of course, it benefits neighborhoods and the homes that they work on, but it also great for the 40 plus companies and community groups who help make it happen. They want to serve in the community. We are experts at turnkey volunteer corporate activities. I mean, and when I say we're experts, we're experts. We know how to do this. We do it well. We make you look like a hero. And for those individuals who really want to come out and just volunteer with us, we'll welcome them anytime um, to be able to come out and give back to their community. And it's really a rewarding experience all the way around. Now, just so you're wondering, they are good on volunteers for this weekend. So if you've heard this and thought, oh, I'd love to do that, you can get involved. It's just they don't need anybody else for this weekend. They're not accepting additional volunteers for this year's Block Build MKE. But if you want more information on volunteering, contributing, or if you need to receive these services, they do work year-round. We've got an article up now at WTMJ.com, and you can text the word BUILD to the Old National Bank talk and text line BUILD. That's 855 855- 616-1620 will get that information out to you. I wonder though, like our company does some of these community things. Were you at were you at Humane Society just yesterday? Yesterday, yeah. So Good Karma Brands, mm-hmm. we've got uh, service projects going on this week. Yeah, usually in August we do it for GKB and uh, yeah, we were there uh, helping and volunteering and putting together little little rugs and whatnot for the uh, the animals to be able to lay on and use as bedding. What if you need to be specially qualified though to go like work on somebody's house? Like, Ooh, hey, what, where do I put this drill? If I show up there, like, what am I doing? Like, what hey, can I saw? Maybe you should be on making cards for somebody <laughs> yeah, or right. helping out in a different way. Yeah. We appreciate it. Yeah. Maybe you could help out in a different way. More information again on Revitalize Milwaukee's big effort. Text the word BUILD to 855-616. floor waxer here. <laughs> I, can, I can do that. Maybe maybe some people have lawn needs. Right. Yeah, I that could help could with be that. Thing. Yes. Packers and Patriots going at it at Lambeau Field tomorrow. Brandon Snide looks ahead in sports at 645. It keeps happening. It just keeps happening. There are TV shows about it, but it still continues to happen. A now single mother... Claims her whole life was turned upside down when she was scammed out of thousands of dollars after being catfished by a person pretending to be a Hollywood actor. Okay. She's just a, uh, an average Jane who lives in Kentucky. She's married, has a daughter. Her name is Michaela. She's an artist. She revealed on a recent episode of Catfished, which is one of those web-based shows, 
that she left her husband after meeting a person online who she thought was Dockery Montgomery. He's the actor who plays the handsome Billy Hargrove on Stranger Things. Oh, Stranger Things. Billy. That guy was awesome. Great character. (laughs) Great character. You want to hate him, but enjoy him at the same time, right? Of course. This is a great character. Very very handsome guy, you know, and all that. Super strong. So good. Anyway, she says she met who she thought was Dockery. Um, and he scammed her out of roughly $10,000. She even left her husband because oh. of this catfishing. Basically, what this is is that you believe someone you've met online that you're emailing with, texting with, um, DMing with is the real person or a person in your brain. You start creating who you think it is, and it wasn't. It was someone stealing money from her. Well, um, so here's the... Here's where folks say, like, where where did the break occur in your mind where a famous Hollywood actor is asking you for money. <laughs> right. And then at that point, did you not think, maybe, just maybe, this ain't for real? Well, she says the impersonator began asking for money, saying that the impersonator's girlfriend at the time was controlling his bank account and uh, wouldn't allow him access. Nope, so then she says, before I knew it, I was turning in $100 and $200 gift cards to him. <laughs> She's like, Again, with the gift cards. Yeah, right. That's not how people pay for things. Yeah, that's a big red flag right there. Hey, uh, can I borrow some money? Do you mind if you do it in gift cards? Yes, you need to go buy 10 gift cards over there and then give me the numbers on the gift. It'd be a lot easier for me if you do it that way. Like, can I just not, don't give me a check. Don't Venmo me any cash. Just give me a gift card. Anyway, she realized that once she tallied it up to 10,000, she realized that it wasn't true, that it wasn't him, that he doesn't want to be her boyfriend. And she did say, though, that the the good news out of of all of this was that her her marriage was toxic anyway, and this helped okay. her move on to a better place. So. What's Billy got to say about any of this? Anything? Uh, you know what? No. I was looking for that. I don't think <laughs> I don't think this web based TV show has the pull to be able to get. Hey, what do you, you want to talk about this? <laughs> no, <laughs> thank you. Nothing. We'll send you some gift cards. Six thirty nine on Wisconsin's Morning News. I'm sorry. This song makes me happy. <laughs> you 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 um you shared something today that I found very interesting. Did I? You opened up the window a little bit more into your brain. Okay. That I don't you know, will. What, what could I have you said? You will get the endorphin kick from the hook of a song, and then you're like, all right, on to the next Move one. Move on. <laughs> you don't need to listen to the whole tune. You're like, man, that's enough. Which is so, I think, probably unlike the rest of my personality, because in many other ways, I'm super old school. There's charcoal in the grill. There's whiskey-flavored whiskey in the glass. I don't want yeah. honey whiskey sure. or cinnamon or <laughs> peach the, or whatever. Yeah, just give me the good stuff. I like beer-flavored beer. Yeah. But right, so you would think I'd be the guy that, no, you have to listen to the whole yeah, album. Right, I suppose. Gate to or, gate. Or, <laughs> or at least the no whole No rewinding. Because the chorus comes back, you know? No, I'll skip, like... I. I that just goes to our attention spans. Actually, there's something they're calling TikTok brain. Maybe we'll get into that later. But right, we're just so used to getting things Fast. in short bursts yeah. and moving on that well, on like, demand too, whenever we want. Right. Once I get to that thing, like yep. ah, click yep. next. My earliest memory of Summerfest, and this ties into what we want to talk about next. As as a kid, was baking out there on a sunny summer afternoon. We were on the muddied wooden bleachers at the old main stage there. So basically that big yellow band shell. Okay. It was just wooden bleachers. There you go, yep. And as soon as it rained once, everything turned to mud. And then they would throw the hay down. That didn't really do much, yeah. whatever. So I'm there as a kid, and my mom was insisting on seeing this band called the Britons, which if you're a kid, like, whatever. I didn't even want to hear bands. Like, just when do I get to eat? I want to ride the Sky Glider. 
but they are still at it. This Beatles cover band, and they do the whole thing. The sound, the songs, the suits, like they do the whole look, and they're still at it. And they joined WTMJ's Libby Collins, and she asked them how they've managed to stay together longer than the Beatles did. You're all such talented musicians, and you've all played with different bands, different music at various times. Do you ever get tired of playing the Beatles? No. Not not no, really. No, no. no. Can anybody see that I'm shaking my head? No. Yeah, yeah, I, well, I saw this all in unison. Yeah. You look like you were all going to turn yeah. on me. <laughs> no, no. It's, we really don't. It's really fun. Libby, you have to find four musicians that get along and like that music equally. If you had somebody that does it just because they think it's a job, they're not going to play it right. It's not going to be in their blood. Their DNA. You have to really want to do it right and play it right. And that's kind of what we have here. I love she. I mean, she asked a good question, right? Do you guys ever get tired of playing the same stuff? Right? No. No, we don't. That's great. I mean, you don't go see the Britons and have them say, here's something off our new album. And here you get tired of hearing one of your favorite songs. Can't make it through 38 seconds sometimes. (laughs) Well, the Fab Four guys from Wisconsin talking with Libby Collins about some of their best music ever written, or the best music ever written. Hear the entire WTMJ conversation with the Britons that Sunday at 11 a.m. right here on WTMJ. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Milwaukee Brewers lost their third game in a row on Thursday night. This one by a final of 1-2-0 following the loss. The Brewers now lead the NL Central Division by two games as they get set to begin a three-game series in Texas against the Rangers. That begins tonight. Coverage gets underway here on WTMJ beginning at 6 p.m. The Milwaukee Bucks will begin their season on October 26th. The NBA released in their full 2023-2024 schedule on Thursday. Milwaukee is slated to get 30 nationally televised games this season and will also be in New York to play the Knicks on Christmas Day. And lastly, the Packers will kick off week two of their preseason tomorrow night in Green Bay against New England Patriots. That kickoff will begin at 7 p.m. It is undetermined if Jordan Love will get the start. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snide. The Milwaukee Brewers are in the midst of quite the ride this season. For now, this team is currently leading the National League Central by just two games. Watching this Brewers team play the Dodgers over the past three nights outside of losing three straight proved to me, and not that this is breaking news or anything, but you know, nonetheless, it clearly demonstrated the stark differences between the two ball clubs. The Brewers' offense in this series was nothing short of abysmal, scoring just three runs throughout the three-game series. Nothing new here for the Brewers, though, I suppose. For most of the season, it's an offense that has just flat-out stunk, now sitting in dead last in OPS in the National League. Their pitching and defense, a once-touted strength of this team, allowed 14 runs over the three games with a handful of errors. The Dodgers have been a continued thorn in the side of Milwaukee for quite some time now. Will this Brewers team ever be able to conquer the almighty large market monsters? It seems like an uphill climb on a mountain that never seems to end. Look. I get it. The luxury TV deal for L.A. is excellent. Playing in California is probably just as lovely, maybe even better. This Brewers team and teams of the past have done all they could against them. But it's a constant battle, to me at least, that never seems to go our way here in Milwaukee. The old saying of, quote, just get in and see what happens has been overplayed as much as any Taylor Swift song on the radio these days. The differences, though, between these two clubs are just too much. And over the course of these three games, it proved it, unfortunately, once again.
All right, let's go. 6.52 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Gabe Neitzel in the house, our teammate from ESPN Milwaukee. We were just chatting right before we came in for the break. <laughs> now, various teammates of ours tend not to read their emails, so sometimes we have to bring them up to speed on various things. Like, what's this going on up there? What are you, you know? What, that, those did are, I out a teammate? <laughs> that's like my a, favorite ones. What's this? What is this? What's, what's, what's happening? What's going on with it? I don't know. Read your did, email did and you you'll know. That? I don't read my emails. I get too many emails. <laughs> yes, okay, but... This is all true. Um, so, <laughs> my co-host, Mark Chimera, I don't know how many other companies, I'm assuming there are plenty out there that do uh, cybersecurity training. We talk about this all the time. Yep. Huge problem. Yeah, yep, it, yep, because, yep. and it is a very serious problem. So, we do monthly cybersecurity training here. And also, as Goodcomer Brands has grown and like our IT team has grown, every once in a while, they'll try to plant as a test like a fake phishing email in your email to Wait. see if they can catch you and make sure you're you're practicing the things you learned in these cybersecurity Which is trainings. a brilliant practice, I think. I think that's a very smart tactic for a company to do because I it always, keeps you it keeps you on yeah. guard. And I get a that little sense of pride when I click when like catch this it, looks yeah. like phishing and then the thing comes up and says, Congratulations, well, I this mean, was I mean if somebody's asking me to wire them money, like I kinda know. Like nobody <laughs> good start. Nobody nobody from our home office is going, Hey Gabe, can you wire me ten grand? Like, well, first of all, I'm here at the company the meeting person. in New York. I need you to send me some money. But uh, so my my co-host, uh, Packers Hall of Famer Mark Tremura, mm-hmm. uh, was fooled by one of these phishing emails <laughs> and had to do additional training, yep. which infuriated the big guy. So his policy now, I have to keep him abreast of everything going on at Goodcomer Brands because he just automatically deletes any email that comes into <laughs> that email folder because he got tricked once <laughs> and now he's just suspicious of everything. So he just deletes at all a blanket delete, delete. Uh, yeah just nope 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 Chewy, nope. no show today we're off for a like, vacation <laughs> <laughs> you know we, we uh, it wasn't that long ago where we got an email from craig for some all team meeting yeah hey what's this all team meeting about is that fishing is that a fishing email do i need to know that I'm like don't worry about it big guy like you'll be fine i'll fill you in so now i am i am mark chamura's handler <laughs> i have to hold his hand through every company <laughs> policy and let him know what he has to and not pay attention to. how about you hey fool me once <laughs> shame on me, <laughs> <laughs> me no forget Delete. it i'm out on the email Delete. Delete. <laughs> you want to talk to me? Come talk to me. Yep. Good. Hey, and this is now your problem. And this is now, yes. But if, if you want to talk to Chewy, you come talk to Gabe. Speaking of the Packers, can I change topics quick and ask you, okay, so there is what? 18,000 fights yesterday, apparently. It, roughly, yeah. Uh, are it, these real fights or are they slap fests? Um, mostly slap fests. I mean, a couple of guys did get ejected. Um, one from each side for practice. For practice. <laughs> Hit the um, showers. Apparently, okay. uh, I, I can't remember the Love. name of the young man who uh, Matt LaFleur went up to him and went, did you throw a punch? And he said, yeah. Yes, so Lafleur then threw him out of practice. Well, and, that's not the right answer to that question when the coach asked <laughs> and, you. Either. And the guy said, "I'm just an honest person," so okay. I answered honestly. Is what he said after practice. But there's a little skirmish there. Uh, there was a helmet that got thrown at one point uh, during practice yesterday. So I, I think there that's were five right or there. six. Yeah, five or six little skirmishes. Mostly, it's it's mostly nothing. Every once in a while, it kind of can boil over where guys are foolishly throwing punches to another guy wearing a pretty firm helmet. <laughs> well, I like Lafleur's stand on this. Like Publicly, he has to say, I don't like it. And then certainly if guys are throwing punches, you don't like that because that's showing that you can't control yourself out there. If you're doing that in your practice, you might do it in a game, and that might cost us severely. That said, And it has in the past, by the way. Yes, that's true. There's precedent for that. That said, though... 
You've been around football coaches your whole life. They like him a little chippy there. I, I mean, especially for a guy who, I mean, I can't repeat his, you know, a phrase that a lot of fans have, you know, grabbed onto. But he likes it when the urine is hot. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> likes it when the urine is hot. And, yeah, the guy's had a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of energy, a little bit those competitive juices get flowing during training camp. Um, I'm just curious to see what coaches do to try to curb some of this stuff because it seems like joint practices are becoming more and more common. The Packers had three this right, this preseason. Right. I mean, the Jets canceled one um, earlier this week. They were supposed to have two, canceled one um, because, I don't know, the first one got a little chippy. But it seems like these joint practices are the future of what preseason football is going to look like because so many teams, like the Packers played the Bengals last week. Bengals are in a position where the Packers were in 1920, 21 with Aaron Rodgers. Like, no, we're we're good. We're going to be a good team. We're just trying to get through this thing unscathed yeah. so we can be healthy for the start of the regular season, whereas the Packers are a young team trying to get you know guys' experience. So you never know what you're actually going to get in those preseason games. So to get the work done that you're looking to get done, I think that's where a lot. That's why these practices were so important for Jordan Love because he was going up against a Bill Belichick defense that wasn't going to be vanilla because the film wouldn't be available to everybody across the league the way a preseason game would. So I think coaches are going to have to fight, figure out a way to kind of limit fights and limit this five, six, seven skirmishes that they had in practice because these are going to be more common going forward because it's when teams can get real work done. Here's a question. What other livelihood allows fights to just happen at work? <laughs> it's just like, like fine oh, outside of sports. Right? Oh, we had to send Vinny home today. because he got <laughs> Grabbed Eric and threw him up against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, our boss likes us chippy. Yeah. So. Hey, yeah, boss comes the- down. Hey, Vince, you throw a punch? Yes, sir. Yes, All right, sir, get out of here. <laughs> You're going to have to go home, man. <laughs> Pancake plays the wrong music. I'm back in the booth. <sighs> yep, yep. It's a good take. 658. Check your email on that, Gabe. <laughs> 658 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Business headlines up next. Here's the Milwaukee Business Journal's.